Hey everybody, it's Killing Cash here. It's Killing Cash here. And I want to make this video because, you know, I make these videos when I get inspired by something I hear or something I want to be able to um, teach somebody and let them know. Um, and I don't want to have to repeat it over and over and over again. And today's early morning topic is black Americans embrace Africa, but don't romanticize Africa. And I say that because, um, you know, working with the different clients and the, the current trips um, that we've taken to Africa for the summer and, and just before that, and just the experience with Africa, a lot of black Americans like to romanticize Africa. Even people, when they're going back home, they like to romanticize Africa. Um, or, you know, romanticize uh, a place and make it feel like it's a fairy tale. And, you know, every country, every place has its good and its bad. Um, the grass is always greener. And if you're a traveler, your next experience is always your best experience. And so what I mean by that is um, this morning, I get some um, a text from somebody who wants to tell a media client, you know, some talking points of what to say about the issues that are going on in South Africa. And this person has never been to Africa. So, you know, you and they but the way they said it was as one of the leaders, Julius, part of the um, EFF out there, as if he had had said this. And so I'm having to clarify on a message like, did Julia say this? Because this doesn't make sense. And it was talking about kicking all whites out of South Africa and giving them two months, which is a crazy notion. Um, if you've ever been to South Africa, you know that ain't happening <laughs> anytime soon. I mean, the soil in South Africa will overturn and become the sky before you can kick out all the whites, um, which is just a crazy notion because many South Africans would tell you that they like the mix. Um, they just want things to be more fair and for land, you know, that was stolen to be returned. But you, you can't make it seem like all in anything. Um, that's just not not happening. Hitler couldn't kick out all the Jews and he, and he tried and, you know, he was trying, but it just didn't happen. So um, when talking with this person a little deeper. We're talking about, you know, the have they I know they've never been to Africa because we, we've talked like that. But I, I said, you know, South Africa's mixed of blacks, coloreds, whites, Indians, and they didn't even know what coloreds um truly meant. Um, because what it means, and excuse me real quick, what it means on paper and what it can mean in South Africa are um can be two different things. Um, you know. You being a lot of black Americans go to Africa and they find out that they're not as black as they think they were and that they might be considered colored depending on, you know, their their skin tone and whatnot. I have a friend who um went over there and she's black clearly here, but over in um Africa, she's considered white. They call her, you know, white, white girl, and she has the blonde hair and whatnot. So, you know, don't um romanticize Africa like this is just going to be the, the you know your Wakanda it's, it's more than a movie every place has its good and its bad many Americans period would not be able to handle um 
different places in Africa, and you have to be able to find out your country, also your city, not just your city, but what neighborhood you live in, because the, all that can depend on what you're used to or what you're comfortable with. Uh, you know, many Americans, black, white, Asian, Hispanic in between, um, that are from America would be shocked on the power outages. It was funny on, um, you know, when you take, um, Americans anywhere outside of the country and there's power outages and they start to kind of freak out sometimes like what's going on? Is there a problem? Chill out. The generator will kick back in, you know, you're home, relax. But many people couldn't handle um, the water shortages that happen in many places in Africa and outside of just the U.S. You know, also that warm showers aren't something that, you know, everyone does. A lot of people grew up taking cold showers and that was just the norm. And that's also can be because the climate is um, hot enough where a cold shower is what you want. So don't romanticize and just think that you watch some National Geographic, <laughs> you, um, even if you travel to Africa, that you have the answers for Africa. The one thing I would say that if you are a foreigner to Africa is be quiet and learn first. And then if you think you can do something, invest, invest your money after you learn. Sit on that for a second while I take a sip. Because, and I'm going I'm to I'm put this towards, this is an American thing, but I'm going to gear it towards black Americans for sure. Too many have the, 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 the answers to other people's problems, but you haven't focused and done your own problems. You know, you haven't um, figured out how even to pay your own bills. And you want to talk about a whole continent and then you want to, you know, break it down to countries if you're sophisticated enough and you haven't figured out how you're going to pay next month's mortgage or rent or some type of bill. So before you try to figure out politics and, and if unless you're a finance person and you know an international person, you probably don't have the the answers for the whole continent, you know. And if you don't have a passport, you really should first get that before you start talking about fixing a whole continent's problem. It's just um, that arrogance. That's that uh, American uh, arrogance that you think you can fix it. You know, there's so many people um, in the so-called uh, conscious movement in America who don't have passports, have never traveled anywhere, but all their stuff is theory. And a lot of them, you know, talk this back to Africa, Marcus Garvey stuff, and they have no plans on getting on a plane to go actually do it. So it's just a bunch of talk and a way to get, you know, your money. But don't romanticize Africa. Africa, embrace it. Learn from it. See what you can do. See where you can fit in. Because there are a ton of opportunities, but there's also a lot of things that you're going to have to do to get to those opportunities. It may be um, getting some government officials permission. You know, it could be even getting a bank account in certain uh, countries. That's a seven step process. You know, you have to go make um, in Cameroon. You see that, huh? the beanie? It's cold out here now in Seattle to me. Um, you have to make a deal with the notary just to get the bank account. 
So you got to make it. The notary has to talk to the banker. I'm going to tell you, that can be a whole, whole different, different process. What not? And a headache, you know, and then there's some other steps and some minimum requirements that you have to hit, depending on if you are a native, if you're a foreigner, if you're coming in as a business, uh, what you know, what type of business. So all those things, you can just imagine the the complexity of you trying to just open up a bank account. You know, in Ethiopia, it's a little easier that you have your minimums and, you know, you're probably going to get a no interest um, bank account if, if you're a foreigner, um, unless you, you know, work with a uh, real professional. And there's some ways around that won't get into that. We sell that that knowledge. We don't give it to to you for free. But, you know, just know that Africa is a beautiful place, plenty of opportunity. Not saying don't go. I'm saying embrace it. Just don't think that you have the solution to Africa's problems, especially if you've never been there. You've never touched the soil. Um, you've never, you know, uh, put some some money down. I, I don't see a lot of, um, you know, black Americans investing in Africa. Uh, you know, right now, I don't see a lot of African Americans even getting African product food. I know with um, the Black Panther, people are wearing the clothes more. A lot of that, you know, stuff we see the, the Chinese stuff, but you have a lot of the Chinese stuff in Africa. So sometimes you can't avoid that. But don't act like you're the savior to Africa, because then you sound like the colonizer that you continually talk about, you know, like you're going to go fix the, the natives problems and, and you can't fix your own problems. A lot of you. A lot of you have, you know, multiple kids, multiple families. Fix that problem first. You know, fix that credit problem. F fix your problem before you start acting like, oh, I'm, we're going to go help Africa because we're putting out a lot of good information about Africa and the different outlets. But um, you, you really don't want to get it twisted like, OK, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to get a job. You're not getting a job in Africa unless you're highly skilled for a skill they need, you know. You can go start a business, though. You know, please believe that you can go start a business that, that, that that's, you know, invest. Again, we're talking about investing, but you're not going to go out and get government aid in Africa, coming to Africa and, and getting government aid. You know, I, there's people online who have gone to Africa and now they're trying to come back because they see that they could not afford to stay. You know, they their whatever their plan was did not work out and they have to come back. So. Don't don't get it twisted. Be a short video. You know, um, if you need help traveling, starting business, um, we're partnering up with so many people on the continent to do different things, whether you're into wine, real estate, um, taxi business, um, you know, whatever travel, you know, timber. We, we can hook it up. Movies. We can hook something up. But, you know, you, you got to have wisdom. You got to have money. And if you're not willing to put up money, then the conversation stops just like it would stop if you didn't have money. When you go into Safeway or Walmart, you can't buy anything. You're not ready. So that's my little uh, morning. Hope it uh, wasn't too negative. I just don't want you guys to get duped because once you get there, a lot of people will say, huh, this isn't for me. I'm an American. I'm truly an American. You know, be ready to salute, do the Pledge of Allegiance, all that great, um, great stuff that you're against. But um, that's that, y'all. I'm going to be out. Maybe I'll come back on here later on. Y'all be blessed.
Hey everybody, it's Killing Cash here with a true car conversation in the car, just driving on a sunny Seattle day, uh, one of the few last days we probably have, but um, I wanted to talk today about the flip, the flip in business, the flip in life, because with all the, the, the coaching, the teaching, the mentoring, the um, things that you know we do to grow, notice that a lot of folks don't, it doesn't click on how to flip, you know, how to take 50 cents and turn it into a dollar, how to take one business and turn it into two, how to take, you know, one part-time worker and making that person a full-time, all of that is a flip. And some of that is going to be for you and some of it isn't. The fact of the matter is some people are going to always stay in a certain comfortable position. Some people like crowds, some people don't. Some people, you know, like a lot of people, some people don't. Some people like big cities, some people won't. But you have to understand that the flip, and I say that not to just ramble on, but to say that, you know, you don't have a business right now, let's say, and you know you want to do business, and then you come to someone like myself or you know someone else and they give you a business idea or give you an opportunity and you hear them out, you waste their time listening to them, but you don't put any drive into actually implementing what they have told you. And then let's say you do take that drive and you try and it doesn't work out the way that you want it to and you quit. But let's just say you go do that and you make a couple dollars on a positive note, always being an optimist. And you make a couple dollars, whatever that is. How do you flip that into more money? How do you flip that, you know, $100 and say, you know, I'm going to take that 100 and I'm going to make two. And you can do it. And it's going to take the same effort or more that it took you to um, to get that, you know, first hundred and then flip it, you know. And so in business, it's all about the flip. And once you start doing that with one company, it's just natural that you get two, that you might want a third because some things just, you know, won't you can't mix and match certain things. Some things you, you want to avoid sales tax, uh, but on one business, you can't avoid sales tax. And you just protect yourself. But the flip, you got to know that you can flip even if you have very little to, to nothing. You know, unless you're starving right now and have no food and you haven't had food in a week, you have found some money. It's very easy to talk like this when you're full right now. You know, I understand that. But I'm seeing people get, you know, $400 checks and spending a good portion of it on things that are optional. Spending it on food, alcohol, clothes, um, you know, just, just re you know, stuff that you could go without. So how do you flip? You gotta, you gotta flip that money. And so there's some businesses that, you know, we could show you that take very little amount of money 
less than a hundred dollars and how you could start but you gotta start and then also go through the training you gotta start and then you know when i tell you <clears throat> go to the sba you gotta do that stuff and if you don't do that stuff and if you have the you know the most common excuse i don't have time i can promise you you're not that busy i can promise you in your schedule if i went through it I could find the time, you know, and don't test me. You know, we could put the money that you do or you don't have um, on it, that we could find the time for you to do these trainings because you're not that busy. I know busy people. You're not that person, especially, especially if you know in your heart of hearts is for you to have your own business. You just don't know where to start. You know, that first business may not be the business of your choosing of your the dream job, but it's a business. It's a start. And it's better to start than telling everybody what you're going to do. One thing I really don't like in life are people who tell me, oh, man, I'm going to do this next year. And it's not going to be next year just because you should be doing it now. You should be doing it now. You shouldn't be waiting for next year. You should be doing all your planning and all that. And if you're that patient, this is why you're not succeeding in your goals. Because your goals really aren't goals. They're nice ideas that sound good. They're talking points. They're talking points. And you really don't have that fire lit up side of you yet to just go do it now. So stop talking and do. Even if you fall, even if you fail, but you may prevail. So, you know, I just want to emphasize the flip is crucial. You got to flip. You got to flip until you can't flip anymore. And you got to be, um, you have to be accessible. You have to be personable. You know, nobody nobody wants to fl- uh, do any deals or especially the, the help you with a flip. If you're not kind, always stay humble and kind. You know, hashtag Tim McGraw. So you gotta you gotta you gotta do that because there's so many opportunities out there, and you might not know all of them. But we put you in one, and people say, "Oh man, but I'm not good at sales, or I'm not good at closing. I'm not. It's not about what you're not good at. It's about taking what you are good at and flipping that, and having that be the positive, having that be the power that allows you to be successful. When I want to really push that everybody has the you have the potential. Don't think that because you don't have this education. There's plenty of people without education who are winning. Don't think because you're not the right color or the right sex. There's plenty of people, your same color, same sex, that they are winning. It's not about anything but the opportunities that you take in life. You feel me? The opportunities you take, you have to 
see an opportunity for what it is and take it further. A lot of times I see people give folks opportunities, I do too myself, and folks start telling them like the barriers, oh, you can only reach me at this time, or I'm tired, so I'm not going to this and that. Hey, if you're too tired and I'm taking my time, then you're just too tired to win, and that's real. You know, a lot of people are trying to get over, playing the get over game. You're doing what it takes to get over, but you're not doing what it takes to gain. And if you're not willing to do what it takes to gain, man, fall back, sit back. Because you're wasting people's time. You gotta flip. You gotta flip the 60 to the 120. You gotta take take the the thousand and turn it into 32 so if you can't do that don't start telling everybody on what you're gonna do next year because you're not you're not gonna do much but keep talking trust me i've seen it over and over the worst thing you can do is uh, lose your drive lose that ambition get stagnant and say oh i can put it off and we all put something off. But while you put one thing off, put another thing on. You dig? While you put one thing off, just like clothes, put another piece of clothing on. Don't be bare out there. You know, no need to do it bare. You got, you know, clothes and hats and skull caps and masks for the cold. This is a cold world. It's a cold game. So just know that you got to be flipping you know, I'm going to always try to keep these things short and sweet so I can give you some more of this sweet, sweet, sweet info. You guys be blessed. Make sure to take care of one another.